BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. Welcome to the Good Guys Podcast. We have the illustrious, the legendary Burt Kreischer here. He needs no introduction, and we can't use the Good Guys mic flags. By the way, that's a bad place to get in media, is when you need no introduction. Is it? Yeah, that means people hate you also. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. It sucks, man. It's part of the it's part of the gig. It's like, you know, you think about like I think I think about that a lot because I got into so I've, I've been into a lot of two dudes podcasts lately. Mm. So like if I catch them, I, I check it out because I have a two dudes podcast. Right. So I, I like to see how, and man, there are some really fucking good ones. I, I wish I could remember everyone's names. Are You Garbage is. Are You Garbage is a great one. They Might Be Drunk is a great one. Yes. Hey, babe. It with is a great one. There's so many good two dude podcasts, and there was one that I saw. It's fun. This is a fucking bizarre story, but I saw the. I was just flipping through my thing, and my picture came up first. So I saw my picture. I go, oh, I'm never in my own. I'm never in my own fat trend. And so I clicked it, and it was like, hey, do you know Bert Kreischer? And this one guy I know, a comic, was like, I love Birdie, and uh, guy's like, well, I fucking hate him. <laughs> no, and, and yeah. And I was like, I was like, what the? I don't even know this guy. And he's like, and that's what I love about being a. And he just goes off on me about what? What's he uh, say? It was an. It was an. an Relive the trauma. I, I, I will tell you because it's a weird feeling. Not the average person doesn't get this, but when you're, you, you got to remember, we're also regular people. And so when I scroll Instagram, I'm not expect. I'm not looking for me. I'm looking for watches or boat launch videos or surf videos or dogs or recipes. Like yeah. I'm looking for what I like. Historically, black colleges, dancing teams, HBCU <laughs> dance, man, fuck. I know I've you crept were. in. I've crept into the fucking high school cheerleaders too. <laughs> Shout out to Smoke Squad. And so, and so, uh, like I'm, I'm friends with this. <laughs> Never mind. I'm getting off of that. So then I get like I get bummed out. It's a weird feeling when you hear people hate on you because it, it rushes up. It's almost like you get broken up with. Like mm. it's like a rush. In your heart, and you're like, whoa. And then you can't not look at it. You go, I'll just put it away. And then you're like, well, I got it. How bad is it? You know, it's like a fucking, like a dark scot on your skin. And they're like, I think that's skin. Well, that's, what's out in your tongue? And you're like, oh, fuck. Now I got to look at it all day. Yeah. So I watch it. And then I was like, well, what's interesting is when I saw the picture of myself, I knew one of the comics. So I immediately was like, oh, I'm going to like this. They're talking about me. I'm going to like this. So I followed both the comics and the podcast I, without watching it. Then mm. I watched it and realized the one guy hated me, and I was like, motherfucker. So then I, I said, I thought I'd, because I've already followed him, I know that shows up in people's things. I can't just unfollow everyone. Sure. So I DM the comic, the, the guy who wasn't a comic, he's an artist, and he had pictures of me, he like really hated me. 
But on what grounds? Where, on, just, he just thought you, I was he, annoying. He had, he had pictures of you annoying. on his Instagram or in his DMs. He's an artist. He was draw. He drew pictures of me, like being murdered or just just being fat and disgusting. And so Relatable. and so I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to be? Is do you want to live in the middle? In the sense of, do you want to be loved no. and hated? Because you've triggered you feelings. Be, you want to be loved and hated. You want to right. be loved and hated. You don't want to be. Trust me, I've been ignored. Milk toast. And, yeah. and that's and like we're, I was like, oh yeah, I don't really give a fuck about that. You want to be either loved or hated. But so I sent him a DM and I was like, I was like, hey man, I. Giving you hilarious. I followed you before I saw the clip. I saw a picture of myself, and and there was a picture of myself. So I followed you. I'm friends with your your podcast buddy. I'm obviously I didn't know you disliked me, and so I just want you to know that I I get it. I hope you have a good day or whatever. Yeah. And then the guy DM'd me back, and he was like, "I am so fucking sorry, man." Like it was like really cool. He was like, "I you know, you say these things, and you don't think everyone's ever gonna fucking hear them, and I'm just trying to do a podcast and." And I was like, and then you have to find yourself accountable. And I was like, I've done that a lot. I've done that a lot. Where you talk shit about someone, not even thinking Reese Witherspoon's ever going to fucking hear it. And then Reese Witherspoon's probably sitting there like, what the fuck did I? Like, I often think about Richard Gere and like how many of us Me talked too. about that fucking hamster mm -hmm. up his ass. And, and so you know, that's you know not true? Well, <laughs> whether it is or it isn't, I, I have to say with not. I have to go with not, right? Okay. But, you know, he had a kid, right? Richard Gere had a kid. Like, well after that rumor went out, and you know that kid had, like, a kindergarten hamster that they would take home on weekends. That's how it works when sure. you have a kid. And you know that everyone's in school, like, yo, don't give the fucking... And then Richard Gere had to sit down with his fucking first grader and be like, listen, we can't have a hamster because people think I put hamsters up my ass. Don't give little Jimmy Gear yeah. the, the class hamster. And, like, that was an innocuous fucking thing we all... You know, Richard Gere shoves hamsters up his asshole. But you know that effect is Richard. <laughs> Nick caught. Right? And Did it? He's a Buddhist. Maybe it didn't. No, dude, it affects everyone. Yeah, you, you know, don't Tom get over Cruise that. is like, I'm not fucking gay. Why can't they just let me go? Like, I'm a Scientologist. Like, right. there are so many crazy rumors out there that we callously just throw out. And then, the, like, little ones, like, you know, obviously, you know, bigger ones that are more accurate. And then, and then like, little ones, like, Bert's annoying. And I go, what? That hurts my feeling. That's not my goal. As someone who literally you talk about, I, I would imagine almost everything, but you you have a wide berth. Does something like Tom Cruise being in Scientology, do you shy away from that knowing that they might come after you? No, 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 but I don't really care. Like, I, there's, you'd be shocked how much I don't care about. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an astounding amount of self-focus. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. if it affects me, yeah. Like, but I'm also, I, I play with every bit I, or everywhere angle I take, when, especially with comedy, First of all, I started to try to celebrate things to go like maybe I would be into Scientology, like to try to figure the the me angle because yeah. I'm the I, let me be the fucking asshole, let me be the idiot, and then celebrate things because I think like here's the deal like I'll be okay so we'll put it back. I'm looking for something. Mm. I'm looking for something. Like I'm clearly I'm curious. If you told me that Christianity worked, I'd lean real hard into it. If you told me Kabbalah was it like was still kicking i check it so out the, so, is this it, is, so this is so this is a really go? good time for us to try to convert you to judaism because we do it during most <laughs> episodes but it was kind of just the perfect entree so if you want We're i'll set you Jewish. up with a rabbi it'll Dude. be nice and it won't be easy it'll actually be incredibly difficult rabbis are slick. Be very difficult 
Rabbis are slick. Well, that's going to go on the cover of Anti-Semitic <laughs> Times. Rabbis are slick. No, no, no. I didn't mean it like. I didn't mean it like. <laughs> you, no, but no, but like, like, the, like, rabbi, like Sarah Silverman's sister's a rabbi. Right. Like you can chill with a rabbi. Yeah, they're down it's to clown. Tough to chill with a priest. Rabbis be fucking too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They can fuck. Yeah. Priests are, give off. <laughs> first of all, they all smell kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like they smell like your grandma. Yeah, uh, and they're always it's incense and diabetic uh, shoes. Bad Josh, that's yeah. the episode. Oh, that's the episode breath. title. Rabbis be fucking. That's the rabbis be fucking. <laughs> they do be fucking. Man. I wanted to be. A, I wanted to be Jewish twice in my life. <laughs> when I was around bar mitzvah mm-hmm. age, obviously. Sure, it's a good time. It's such an easy time to convert people. Oh, if you guys God. were smarter, you would fucking lean into 13 yeah. year olds. You, you want to come into our grind line? Like all you got to do is sign this waiver. That's it. You're in. You're loaded. Yeah. Oh, just don't, you do not get invited unless you're Jewish. And then there'd be a lot of 12 year olds be like, how do I get in? I want to be Jewish. Yeah. I wanted to be Jewish when I was like 12, 11, 12. All the kids were going to rabbis of their bar mitzvahs of their older siblings. Mm. So like they'd come back and David Germain would be like, man, the Fabricants bar mitzvah was crazy this weekend. And then Nell would be like, I can't believe we danced as late as we did. And I'd be like, wait, you guys were 11. You guys were dancing? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like so jealous. They're like, we stuck out to the, not a country club. You guys weren't allowed in those. Still not. <laughs> Still not. My sister-in-law wanted to get married. And when I was like, I can't nope. go. I was like, they won't let me in. She's like, no, that's not true anymore. I'm like, no, no it's true. Yeah. It's I true. They don't this. like us. They don't like us. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. And when you support our advertisers, it allows you and us to give you this podcast for free every week. And one of our sponsors who we've had for a really long time now that we are so happy to partner with is Nutrafol. Because the reality is we're all going through hair issues and it's taboo and it's unfair and no one's talking about it. And damn it, when it's in the shadows and you feel like you have to go through it alone is when these things get really, really tough. And it's not only affecting men. Like, did you know that hair thinning happens to approximately one in two women? And if you're among them, you're not alone because thinning is normal. But Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Now, if you want like visibly thicker hair or maybe just like less shedding, I mean... I love my wife, but you know, sometimes she, you know, she leaves my car. I'm like, oh, dude, I didn't know we got a pet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, where, where are they? And I don't say that to her face because she'll divorce me. But, you know, millions of Americans experience thinning hair. And it's not only common, but it's normal. And among women, it's not openly talked about. And going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. But with Nutrafol, you'll get the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. And I love that it's clinically shown because that means that they're really doing the due diligence instead of just, you know, promising you a bunch of things that they haven't actually checked out. Now, from postpartum to menopause to plant-based lifestyles, and no matter your life stage, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. And it's drug-free, it's physician-formulated, science-backed, it's great. So you just go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. You'll identify some of the causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth. 
Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code GOODGUYS. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommended Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code GOODGUYS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code GOODGUYS. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I went to the Soho Club one time for a meeting, for uh. a general meeting. My manager's a woman, and she showed up. And I said, what the fuck are you doing here? She goes, I'm here for the meeting. And I go, they let women in here? And she was like, what year do you think it is? <laughs> and I was like, good. and I was kind of bummed out. I was like, oh, I want to go to an old school, like, men only. Like, that was the cool thing when we were children. I was just telling this to my assistant on the ride over here. Wow, wait a see it sound disconnected. <laughs> Bert. There was a boy in my front yard. I won't say his name. But he was trying to get something from my daughter. And he just looked lost. Did we just enter the 20s? <laughs> so there was a boy in my front no, yard no, trying no. to get something from my daughter. And I went to get my gun no, and you shoot him. Funny. <laughs> no, no, no. There was a boy. I don't know what to call him other than that. He was a boy. There was a young fellow. It was a child. Uh, it was child. Yeah. And he was standing in my front yard, and I, I said, can I help you? And he looked like he got caught. He was like, no, I'm, I'm, I know Georgia. And I was like, okay. And he's like, I'm here to... Pick up, I got to pick up his shirt. And I was like, all right. And I said, what's your name? He's like, Billy. I go, well, come on in, man. And he's like, okay. So I bring him in. I said, I'm I'm George's dad, Bert. And he goes, hi. And then I was like, you want me to get Georgia? And he's like, yeah. And I said that I knew how to meet a, a, a girl's father. Like, mm-hmm. I knew how to introduce myself. Yes. I was taught that as a, like, where, hey, listen, if you're going to meet her dad, you stick your hand out. Hi, my name's Bert Kreischer. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. I'm here to see Georgia. Like yes. there was a certain way to do it, which has been lost on these kids. It might be COVID. I don't know, but it's lost on these kids because like my dad would send me over to places. And when we were kids, if we were at dinner and we saw another family. My dad would send me over and go, hey, his daughters go to Chamberlain. Go over and introduce yourself to the family. Tell yes. them I'm over here. Tell them I said hi. Tell them, you know, and so I'd go over. I go, hey, Mr. Kaler, my name's Bert Kreischer. And he's like, I know who you are. We played golf one time. Yes, sir. It's good to meet you. Mrs. Kaler, it's a pleasure to meet you. Hi, my name's Bert. I hear you guys go to, like, I had to learn how to do that. As a child, and I think that's gone. I don't know how the fuck we got on this point. <laughs> before we go, before we leave the Jews, did you see what happened with Jamie Foxx over the weekend? I did. I did. I can see it both I, ways. I, by the way, <laughs> I can see it both ways too, which I don't think, Josh, you were expecting me to say. No, I wasn't, but I'm happy to hear it. And for anyone who doesn't know, Jamie Foxx wrote something to the effect of like, they killed Jesus. What do you think they would do to you? Or something that they, something killed Jesus. And it was something about a fake friend who betrayed him. The number one anti-Semitic trope is that the Jews killed Jesus, which is factually not true. It's 
it's it was not, the Romans. It's not true. So anybody that so anybody and this that, guy listens so, to history podcasts so any, in his sleep. So anybody that says you guys set him up, but it was anybody the that says that it was the Jews is an anti Semite. That's a fact. It's right. Are you saying the Jews were like <laughs> the Jews were just sitting over there going? <laughs> over here, anybody that says that it was the Jews, <laughs> the Good Guys podcast brought to you by the state of Israel. Good as it should be, but. But anybody that says that it was the Jews is anti-Semitic. So the Jews that were sliding into Jamie Foxx's DMs, making him feel uncomfortable and saying that they is the Jews are the actual anti-Semites. When the way that I read it was he's saying they as in X random person, right? I don't think he was talking about the Jews, but I think that the Jews that then assumed that he was talking about the Jews made it anti-Semitic. But what he intended to do is not anti-Semitic, in my opinion. Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, hang on. I know how you're doing this. And I and, and this makes sense. This makes sense. I, 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 you're, I wish I was smarter and I could connect what you're saying. But what you're saying is when, Do you want me? Yeah. when you see the racism in something that was not intended racist, you are Correct. in fact the racist. Like, okay, like perfect. When I said there was a boy in my front yard and Josh goes, what year is this? And there's a boy. <laughs> and then I go, oh, that's not how I use the term boy. And you went, oh, my bad. Like, well, I didn't like, mean it like that either. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, but no, but that's, no, but that's, if someone heard it that way, sure. then that's what they mean. That's a great fucking point. Although I wouldn't use Jesus as an example. Like Jesus is the wrong example because it does get. Divisive. But, but he is going through a medical condition. Who knows what's going on with Jamie Foxx? Right. And I, I all you, cleared up, send me a picture of the, the friend he's talking about. I We don't know. Let's see it. Oh, interesting. If, he's a, if it's a black dude, then we're he's in the clear easy. <laughs> Right, it's a right, fair right of course. But if yes. it's like Moshe Kasher, <laughs> we're in trouble. It's gonna be bad. Not good. If he's got the fucking hippy dippy hat on with the fucking locks, <laughs> we're in trouble. Yeah, if it's Mordecai, we're fucked. Jamie Fox. Here's the thing: is I think I think you know they say uh, I don't know what they say, but I know that racism is is harder to be racist when you have a wider selection of friends. Mm. I, in my opinion, yeah, you know it's like. I don't know. I just I have too many friends of too many different colors and creeds and re- religions and sexualities to be able to say those things out loud. Yes. So that's like that's the one way. Like when, it, when we went to high school, like our school is predominantly Cuban. So you and Puerto Rican or, or mostly Cuban, but you just you definitely never made a Cuban joke. There were so many Cuban people around. Right. Or if you did, it was so between friends. Jamie Foxx has way too many Jewish people in his life to be saying something that, like that. Right. You know, I mean, that's just anyone in Hollywood has way too many Jewish people in their life that are my two, the two families that I'm best friends with are Jewish. And I don't even think I got people go, I don't see color. I don't see Judaism sometimes. Like I just, I just know it's all around me. I live in LA. And, but that's it, by the way. Like, I think it's assumed that we're everywhere, but we're a very small percentage. Isn't that crazy? Well, you guys are in like Omaha. Well, yeah, they sprinkled us around, but that was as a result of like uh, Tim Blake Nelson from Oklahoma City, because after World War II, the Jewish sort of societies in America were like, they'll never be able to round us up again. So send some to Oklahoma City, send some to Omaha. Who's this real thing? Spread them around. Yes. It's like the fucking Hell's Angels. Like Montgomery. Like, yeah, there are Jews in the South. Yeah, like Memphis. So wait, wait, hold on. There they was were, a they... Jewish school in Memphis that was just, someone came and shot at the school. He happened to be Jewish, so it's like, unfortunate. Oh, you guys have this whole sales, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, there, there's a huge Jewish population in Mountain Brook next to Birmingham, Alabama. North of Birmingham. Mm. Nuts. 
Well, you guys were very, you guys were very progressive, like have always been very progressive. But during the civil rights, I'm always astounded by like, not astounded, but when the the, the those freedom riders, the Mississippi's burning two kids. Yeah, I'm always shocked that like, that's like a different type of person than I am. Like, I don't know if I could do that. I'm being serious. When you see, like, those movies where they go, we're going to go down and we're going to register voters. Yeah. I go, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I have that. The same thing with, I look at, like, the guys, that, like, uh, Jocko Willing, and, who goes to war and does, like, four tours. I don't know. I, like, I go, I'm so selfish. Right. Like, I don't know if I would go, someone else will figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, but you guys have always been very progressive. Wait, so I, the, a big part of our podcast is talking about health. Ben's been on his own health journey. As we know, I've, I've lost a couple LBs and, and Bert, you know, health is on his mind. So I think it's a, it's oh, a wonderful I'm in the middle, topic. I'm in the middle of a cleanse right now. What kind of cleanse? What are we eating? Or what are we not eating? Uh, food. Okay. So it's- No food. No food. I'm allowed soups and, uh, and bars. Prolon? Prolon. You're Prolon. Yeah, yeah Prolon. It's very LA. Prolon, it's a cellular rejuvenation. Mm. That's what I like to call it. It is a nutritional fasting, a simulated fast. But I, I, the thing we were talking about in the elevator is, so what is, what is your goal with health? When you look at these longevity folks, and, and by the way, I say that very kindly because like, I love Peter Atia, I love Andrew Huberman. Yeah. I love all these guys are people I listen to regularly. But then you go, so what is the goal? Is will someone like David Goggins or 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 Cam Haynes are they going to live 20 more years than me? Mm. Like I know like when we look at our our parents now and our parents parents the healthy my dad's my dad's best friend his partner and I hope he doesn't hear this because it's going to sound bad but has been overweight his whole adult life and has never exercised. Sure. They're both 74. And I would argue that my dad's partner is in better shape than my dad because my dad exercised and now he has bad knees and bad hips. My dad ran marathons. Right. So what is the goal? What are we looking for here? Because my present goal is just to like feel better on a plane, feel better, like get up out of a chair easier, like not put on shoes and not feel, not get winded while taking mm-hmm. a shower. Like, I get winded taking a shower. Like Which part? The lathering? <laughs> the lathering. Yeah, it's a lot of torque. It's a lot. And it's like, and then you got to, and it's disgusting. And then you got to get, like, to wash your, your asshole. Like, I'm really reaching. I'm really reaching. Sure. Like, I mean, wiping my ass, that's a really good one. Like, when you get to 255 is the threshold where wiping your ass becomes pretty easy. Mm. And then at, at, uh, above that, you're like, it hurts a little bit. You're pushing organs. Yeah. And so, like, what's the goal? I enjoy working out the feeling afterwards of like the mental clarity. But like, other than that, like, what is the, like, what are, what are we looking for? Cause all, like, it is crazy to think that someone would spend their day doing this. <laughs> sure. Right? Not, not I me. Mean, like it is, it's almost not like, me. are, are no, you working out? No, not at and all. Ben is your size. Ben's like six, two, you were what? 280 Ben. Was, and you're now like I was 290. Or? I'm now 245. Okay, so similar. And, That's cool. Weight. And it's sure. just eating less. I've lost weight. I've lost probably 50 to 60 pounds three times in my life. And I've come to the conclusion that it has nothing to do with being in the gym. It has everything to do with what I'm putting in my mouth. And I don't enjoy the gym. Like, it's just not something that I've ever gotten into. But you asked, what am I looking for? For me, the, the heavier I get, the worse my mental clarity is. So I'm looking for a clearer mind always like that brain to mouth wanting to be quick with a joke or with a conversation or with whatever it may be. 
when I'm leaner and when I'm eating better, my brain works better. So that's always what I'm seeking really? personally. So, so, okay. So my thing really is alcohol. Like that's my, my real problem. I can eat really clean and I still gain mm -hmm. weight. Like I was telling, I was telling my assistant on the ride over, I've been eating clean for a while and I just weighed myself. I was the heaviest I've ever been. And I was like, and I weighed myself on the day that I was like, this is the day you don't want to weigh yourself. Like, you know, when, like usually you go, I'm going to, all right, I'm going to check in. And you're like, not today. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a diet yeah. then. Let's find out where we are. And I was 268. And I was like, this is that, fucking ridiculous. This that is hurts. Yeah. By the way, I'm in, I know no one's going to believe this. Physically, I'm in pretty good shape. Yes. I can bench 220, 10 times. I do CrossFit every day. I have plantar fasciitis, so I'm fucking fat right now. So I'm not running. Is, My cardio levels are low. Is there low, anything worse than plantar fasciitis? Anything in the world worse? I hear cancer is worse, but... I, I don't but agree. I, I, I don't, I don't no. agree. As I, I said, this podcast is brought to you by Judaism, and here's the plantar fasciitis segment. I, I hear pancreatic cancer isn't even as bad as plantar it's fasciitis. Not. I, it's not. Like sucks. the tennis ball under the foot? Like, it's it's a terrible. It's terrible. It is the worst feeling i hear i hear just so because me and you are probably are on this path i hear gout is pretty oh, fucking yeah. bad oh yeah but, i hear but, gout but, and like i'm in the i'm in the king's but at, disease but at area least the gout, name of this episode least, is gout adjacent at, with Bert at least <laughs> gout you can wear with a badge of honor right like you've eaten good you're like i got gout i'm proud of it plantar fasciitis is just it's just so terrible. And fun fact, there's more planters it's, in the U.S. now than ever before because of pickleball. Oh, Pickleball please. is getting everyone Thank planters. God. I'm so tired of people thinking they're athletes because they play pickleball. Fuck that game. Play tennis. Yes. Play fucking yep. tennis. Yes. Let me see a full suit. My, my parents can play pickleball. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm in the kitchen? Fuck out of here. I'm fucking in your kitchen. Jesus. Yeah. By the way, I was obsessed with pickleball for a long run. <laughs> I like I'm it. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I played it on Saturday. Time. I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's how I got pain of <laughs> Wait, so my question to you is, are you still on the Royd game? Ooh. Yeah. So you're on steroids. I'm on testosterone. And your your BFF Tom Segor, yeah. he's on he's on all the things. And he's, he's also on, on things, he's yeah. also on the Ozem. Yeah. Why haven't you tried that? Cuz I didn't want I I don't I'm still a little bit of a cheat code guy. Mm. Like I don't want to The only reason I'm on testosterone is cuz my cardiologist says it repairs your liver. So that's oh. why I got on it. I was never going to do it just to gain strength. I had no interest in that. I didn't know I feel better. I sleep better. I have more mental clarity. I I literally feel better. But um, I just, Ozempic just didn't, it didn't, it wasn't like, I wasn't there yet. Yes. I mean, I was there yesterday, two days ago I was there. I was like, fucking give me Ozempic, I'm done. But I wasn't there. I have buddies, other buddies on it too, and it, they're doing great. They look good, they're losing weight, but um, I still, there's a part of me that goes, that's not going to fix the problem. The problem is impulse. It's mental. It's mental. It's like, it, I, it's like. Or is the, or is the problem just living during this age in this country. Like, again, speaking as a big guy, it's just very, very hard to understand the portions that you're supposed to eat and eat them, right? Like, you said you're eating, Is you that, said yeah. you're eating clean. For me, I'll eat clean too, but if I eat too much clean, it's still too much food. We eat so much fucking food. And I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's almost impossible for certain people to lose weight because our eyes are bigger than our stomachs. And we, we want to keep eating yeah. to make ourselves feel full, even if we're just eating chicken. If you have 500 grams here's, of protein, it's still a problem. Here's the thing. I Here's why I did Prolon. I have to do something if I'm going to start a diet or start trying to change a lifestyle change. 
I got to do something to rewire my mm-hmm. brain because my brain is so impulsive that I go like even when they put that I don't even know what that is but I went oh I should grab one of those I don't even know what it is yeah and I, my brain goes I should get one of those I think I made my daughter's breakfast the other day and their friends so I made a bunch of bacon and I made I made I'm on a fast I made a breakfast burrito I just made it and then it was like I wrapped it up and I put it down. I was like, does anyone want that? And they're like, why would you make that? No one wanted it. And I was like, because I don't, I want it. Like, I want it because I want it. Yes. I think yeah. about going to the fridge so much. Mm-hmm. I look at like, we're planning, my wife and I are planning on going on a vacation. And I, I'm already thinking about, because I'm trying to think like, what am I going to do with drinking? Because drinking is the thing that if I don't drink, I, I'm a teetotaler. I can either go full bone party or zero drinking. Yes. Like, so I'm not someone that, like, I'm not going to just have a glass of wine. I'd rather don't, I'd rather not the calories. So I'll just go, I'll just have water. I don't care. I don't, I'm not going to feel a glass of wine. So either we're going to drink a bottle and we'll feel it and we'll tell some fucking stories, or let's just not drink wine and we'll just hang out have a sober night. I'm cool with that also. Yeah, it's like drinking decaf. For yeah. what? What the fuck am I going to stain my teeth? <laughs> yeah, what are we yeah. doing? Yeah. So, so. I give myself yeah. acid reflux? Jesus Christ. What are we going to be up all night? Yeah. It's like, and so I go, that's where my head's at is like, what am I going to do? So we're planning a vacation and I, and, they're like, uh, you know, they got this big beach with all these bars. And then I go, oh, wait, oh, wait. And then my brain right now goes, I can't wait to drink. And then I'm like, don't think like that. Like, mm. don't, why can't you just go be present on the bar? So I'm trying to rewire my brain so that I can bleed into this weekend because the fast is over Thursday. I can bleed into this weekend with a healthy mindset where I get excited for healthy food and I feel better. And I also, I mean, I'm just going to have to quit drinking for like a period of time before I go out back on the road just because I was like, there's no way I'm going to drop down to like 245, which is a fantastic, beautiful man's weight. I would love to be 245 right now. But there's no way I'm getting down there without with alcohol in my life. You got to do the Ozemp. Yeah. Really? Here's what I think. And what do I know? I I lost 120 pounds. I'm not, I've never taken Ozempic. And we talk about it a lot on this podcast. But that's the problem. So Here's the problem with Ozempic is that everyone's like afraid to say they're doing it. Well, people are afraid, especially, yeah, there's a weird, there's weird, like, quasi-controversial shit, except there isn't, because, like, in five years when literally everyone will be taking it, because I can't imagine a person who wouldn't benefit from having sugar removed from their blood, be it for Alzheimer's, be it, less sugar, better, right? That equation always works. So sugar's bad. Sugar in general is bad, but what I've heard about Ozempic is that it inhibits that part of your brain that, that's overthinking, and the only thing that I can attribute it to is, like, I spent two decades decades of my life thinking about taking some sort of antidepressant. And then finally in the last year, I was like, enough, enough. And because my life was so good and I could see logically on paper and I was like, I can't get my head above water. But I didn't have any classic like depression signs, right? I never had trouble getting out of bed. I wasn't crying or anything. I just had this obsessive thought that would grate at me and thoughts would enter my head and I couldn't get them out. Give me an example because I might have that. A version of what you talk about with like the drinking or like just like the future projecting of what am I going to do when I get there and how am I going to have a good time? And if I can't have one that I don't want to have all of then then I want to have all of that. Like I'm going to a disc golf tournament in like next week. Yeah. And I'm already feel like I'm on a good path of eating clean. And I go, how do, I'm already kind of thinking like, how am I going to keep it on the rails? Mm. Like, first of all, flying is a difficult thing for me. So I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if I drank on the flight. And then if I drank on the flight, I'm definitely drinking the next day. And yeah. if I and I know I'm there for two days. So if, if I'm there for two days, I'll probably, and then I'm going to, I'm sure when I get there, I'm going to be like, I wonder if anyone has weed. I was like, you know what? I'll just bring my own weed. And then I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I got three days of literally sounds like a bender for anyone else. But for me, it's just regular life. And then yes. what am I supposed to like fold that back into 
I'm back to just salmon. <laughs> right. like, who the fuck lives like that? Yeah. Like, how do you I, recover? How does anyone live? I don't know how anyone lives. And I'm cool. So then we get back to the thing, right? Is David Goggins going to live 25 years longer than I? Or or is it maybe like, is it, you know, with the burden that he's put on his knees and his shoulders and, you know, maybe it's not the best 25 years of his life that it's longer? Or or maybe the, maybe the key is like, just really truthfully that carpe diem of like, Hey man, people get hit by cars. Mm. Like, who the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah. like you're sitting there worrying about like all these things that you know, like what if, what if, what if? I mean, as long as you're not gonna overdose or get to a place of depression and suicide, it's like why not just buddy hack at it and die at eighty and have a fucking blast and never worry about anything you ate and never worry about a thing you drank. Like, what, I'm just saying, like. I'm not proponent of that. I'm just saying, why not? Like, what is the fucking thing? If you can function, what if, what if you what if yeah. you don't die at eighty? Like when I'm saying, what if you? Because this is the thought that goes through my head. What if because of the advances in medicine, right? What if you yeah. can live until 110, but from 80 to 110, your body's so broken that you wish you were dead? Yeah, I mean, go to Oregon. My my nano was a hundred when she died. And those last couple of years weren't like they weren't great years, <laughs> right? That's when you get right? a little bit of fentanyl. To, she didn't go to Burning Man. <laughs> she, she wasn't at stagecoach. <laughs> she wasn't running ultra marathons. <laughs> yeah, she was in a bed, confused. I mean, it's, it was really sad. Not good. And so, so then, so hang on. So, like, let's let's just let's just reverse engineer this. That's when we load her up with drugs and alcohol, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. Why not load yourself up with all the drugs and alcohol now? By the way, I'm talking myself out of being healthy. Do you have like, a death pact with your wife? Not a pact, but an agreement of like, because you have a beautiful, long standing relationship yes. with your wife. Like, babe, if it gets to that point, but I'm 70 or like, God forbid, like. 70 is fucking young. Yeah, put yeah. a pill, but do the pillow. Oh, I, uh, she, we, I decided DNRs. Nice. And so she said, yeah, DNR. And I went, not me. You want, you I'll want everything. Keep me around. Keep me there. I want to. Sh- I want. I want to wake up from a like Snow White out of a blowjob, like just like. <laughs> uh, she's like, oh, 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 oh. and I'm like, you you brought me back to life. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, and I'm not gonna DNR her. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Fucking, <laughs> You're gonna override your DNR. Like a flashlight. <laughs> he is such a doting husband. He comes in every day, like right around like eleven thirty at night. <laughs> Just to check her up, and he cleans up her face and cleans. <laughs> Bert stops by the nurse's station with a pizza. Like, give me twenty, guys. <laughs> Enjoy its deep dish. Hey, you guys got a towel? I'm going to see the end. That's true love. That's really beautiful. That's true love. She's good, guys. She's good. She's good. Guys, I love Element. You love Element. Why do we love Element? Because. Element is the best little pack of electrolytes that I have found because it's 10 calories. It's delish. They've got plenty of flavors. I like orange. I like raspberry. I like lime. And it's got everything you need and none of the junk. No sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no BS. If you're on keto or low carb or paleo, it fits into those diets. And it's a science-backed electrolyte ratio with a thousand milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams potassium, boom, helps with those cramps, 60 milligrams magnesium, boom, going to help with sleep. I know that magnesium for me is gorgeous 
for sleep, okay? And the reality is if if you get headaches, if you feel fatigued or you're just you're probably not properly hydrated and that's an issue. I know. For me, I always thought like I'm not an athlete, like I just I drink enough water. Why do I need electrolytes? But the reality is is that it can help prevent and eliminate headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, sleeplessness. It can help with hormonal regulation and nutrient absorption. That's what electrolytes facilitate, you know, hundreds of functions in the body. And Element is used by everyone from the NBA to the NFL, NHL. And right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash goodguys. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash goodguys. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. I love HelloFresh, and I swear to you, I never thought I'd be a guy who has like ingredients show up at his house in a box and then pulls out a recipe, whips it up for my family, and is like literally raving about it to his listeners. But I love it, and I needed it. And you're probably on the fence. You're like, oh, I don't know. It seems kind of odd. And oh, I, I love going to the store and I like just walking the aisles. Well, that, that might be true. But how much time are you spending? How much time are you spending stressing about, oh, what am I going to cook? And how do I do something that's delicious but healthy? And oh, I'm going to have to figure it out. And what if the store doesn't have all the ingredients I need? Well, with HelloFresh, that fear is done because you're going to get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. It saves you time and it saves you stress, okay? You're going to banish the end of summer blues with HelloFresh. You don't need to stress about how you'll handle it this fall because HelloFresh takes care of the meal planning and delivers pre-portioned ingredients right to your home. Now, whether you want to do the family-friendly to fit and wholesome, you'll always find new and exciting recipes to try because they have 40 chef-crafted recipes to select every week. And like, you know, is your family hungry like all the time? Like mine, well, you can add snacks, sides, and more to your weekly HelloFresh order. They have over a hundred add-on items, and it's twenty-five percent cheaper than takeout and less expensive than grocery shopping. Go to HelloFresh.com/50GoodGuys and use code 50GoodGuys for fifty percent off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com/50GoodGuys. Use the code 50GoodGuys for fifty percent off plus free shipping. We are two very proudly, happily married men, and this pod inherently gets a lot of female listenership. So you and your wife have a beautiful relationship for almost 25, 25 no, 20, years? We've been together 22 years, and we've been married 20. How do you do it? What's the secret? How do you stay married? How do you oh, stay happy? That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a, I mean, this is a brand new conversation that has to be had, is we were just regular and doing great. Like we were regular and doing great and had sex maybe once a week, you know, pro- probably once a week, but that was just due to my schedule. Mm-hmm. It's like if I came home, I, you know, I, that's how I reconnected. Great. We had a great group of friends. 
We laughed. We don't. We don't fight very much. We um, and when we do fight, like yesterday, we got into a fight. We were talking about this. We were. T- I said to her, "Well, I'm either full on or full like I'm either totally drinking or totally sober. Like, what's wrong with me? What's?" And then she said something that bothered me, and I go, "Hey, I'm being super vulnerable right now." Like she was angry. She said something mean, and I go, "Why would you do that?" And then we went to REI, and not we're not talking. And I walked up to her with matching overalls, and I was like, "Hey, can we make up and buy matching overalls?" <laughs> And she laughed, and she was like, they're not going to look good on me. And I was like, they're going to look great on you. We're going to, please. And then I was like, can you say you're sorry real quick? She was like, I'm sorry. I was just angry because you were weird about how I was driving. And she's like, you, and we, and so we're, we're really good at making up. Like, we're really good at making up. And, and uh, that's me, really, because I, lear- I learned at a young age how to apologize. Mm. It was very valuable. My dad taught me a few things that were amazing. Humility is number one. How to apologize, number two. And then my dad did this really fucking crazy thing that at a young age he told me that I loved being under pressure. So in a weird fucking, I don't know if it was like he planted the seed that forced the tree to grow, but I love pressure now. So like any pressure situation, like testing for a network, that's when I perform. I don't, all the top non-pressure ones, I don't fucking perform. Or I don't care. But man, when you put me under pressure, so... But the key now is, so my wife goes to Vietnam. She's sitting in bed with this lady. I won't say the lady's name, just out of privacy. And they're in opposing beds. They're sharing a room. And my wife's saying, you know, what's the key What's the key to your relationship? They're talking about She's like, you guys have a good relationship. And Leanne's like, yeah, it's pretty easy. We don't really put much work into it. It's just fun. We have a good time. Bert likes to have a good time. So I just kind of follow him around. And then this lady said to my wife, you know what a weird, at a, at a time when the girl's we started to get older, I decided to start dating my husband. Like I said, you know, we should date each other, like boyfriend, girlfriend. Like do shit we did when we were boyfriend, girlfriend. And so we started to have date night where we'd get dressed up and we'd go out and we'd find a new restaurant and we'd sit down and we'd hang out and talk. And and then my wife, I don't know how she did this, but she translated that into sex. And so all of a sudden, my wife, I'm going to tell a story out of school. I'm, maybe I've told this before. I'm not really certain. In the driveway? Give it to us. I know it, but they don't. How do you know it? Because we're close. I don't know it. Have I told this before? I don't know it. (laughs) So my wife makes this decision to start dating me. Now, mind you, I'm in Australia when she has this conversation. So I'm gone for a full month. So I come back. We go. I mean, there's there's like a couple things. So we go. We're doing this tour. We end in Miami. We fly in to do press for the movie. I tell my wife, why don't you meet me at the hotel? We'll spend the night at the hotel. We spend the night at the hotel. And I was like, yo, I got a spot at the store tonight. If you want to stop by the store with me, then we can drive over across the hill. She said, great. So I go to the spot at the store. We go to Saddle Ranch. We're eating just dinner at Saddle Ranch, just catching up. Couple kids. Couple kids. <laughs> yeah. Couple kids dating in LA. And as we go to the bathroom to leave, a guy and a girl go into Saddle Ranch, girl's bathroom, and they go to have sex. And my wife sees them. We get in the car. We're driving over the hill. And she goes, that, there, a, a guy and a girl just walked into the girl's bathroom. Can you believe that? And I go, yeah. She's like, what? I said, they're fucking 23. We used to be like that. She goes, what? I said, we used to be like that. They're just fucking. Like, that's what life's about. They're just kids. They're having fun. I don't know how that landed on her. But by the time we got onto the top of Mulholland, that bitch was like, we're fucking the second we get in the driveway. <laughs> so we pull into our driveway. She pulls under the carport so none of the girls can see from the rooms. It's like one in the morning. And immediately she jumps over into the passenger side. That's right. I was drinking. She was sober. She drives into the passenger side, starts making out with me, gets totally naked. And we have what undeniably is the 
one of the top five sexual moments we've ever had in our entire life. One's on a jet ski, one's in my truck, and this is in that top five. I'm and seeing it through line, and that's on a moving vehicle. It's man in vehicles, <laughs> and it was fucking outrageous, and it was crazy. And at that moment, my wife's like, it's fucking on. I'm dating this dude, like, when we were young, and she just, like, fun stuff, fun stuff. And, I mean, I can't go into too great a detail, but, like, I'll give you a perfect example. My wife was never... Like, I remember one time I said, can I, do you, would you, because we've been married like 14 years. And I was like, hey, would you want me to like tie you up or something? She goes, no. (laughs) I said, okay. She goes, why would you want that? And I went, I don't know. Like she would, I mean this respectfully, but she would, it would feel like I was being shamed for suggesting something out of what we normally did. Sure. So I learned that's fine. That's her parameters. And I love this woman. We'll stay within those parameters. I remember uh, I, like, there was a, like a toy one time, and I, I suggested it. And she was like, I don't want that. And I was like, okay, all right, I'm done. I won't ever do that. The other night, she was like, I should tie you up one night. And I was like, wait, <laughs> where? And now this is a weird thing because I start going, is this a trick? Because I brought this up one time. Sure. But now she is in this like, let's explore. Let's have fun. She's saying wild shit. We're doing wild shit. We're be- I'm behaving with her the way you would on like a really fun, like a really fun college girlfriend. Like a really fun college girlfriend who's like, fuck it, it's summer. It's us, we're all the only ones here. Let's have fun, let's get fucking wild. Yeah. And that's how my wife's behaving. And from, and I'm telling you, it is like, it's changed in a way where I, she knows without a doubt how I feel about her. And I know without a doubt how she feels about me. And we're like never been more connected Ever fucking ever, and and there was a period where it wasn't that we were disconnected, but we just didn't have that. Was it that you were raising kids? You were you were building your career, and you guys were in the trenches. My wife attributes it to two things. Number one, she's getting ready for empty nest. Mm. Like she's getting ready for the because Isla's getting a senior in college. She's getting ready for when it's just me and her. She wants to make sure that I'm not. I think, I mean, I think, I, I'm, these are all my thoughts, not hers. I think she's like going to want to make sure that I don't have a wayward eye because it, when it's just me and her, some people get depressed as fuck. We have a friend that left this chick and was like, I upgraded, fuck it. She's t- 32, she's banging, and like right. everyone sat back and we're like, oh, fuck, holy shit. I made a joke that night and I was like, I wonder what I can upgrade to. <laughs> sure. I put it in my special. <laughs> and so, so she, I wonder if that's part of it. The other part of it is she th- kind of attributes it to long COVID. Like she feels like when she got COVID, she just was in a fog. Mm. And then and then we all we all went to these same doctors and got them to do our blood tests and blood work. I got on testosterone. My wife got on this thing called, I'm, I, I'm, I, I shouldn't even Progesterone? say Progesterone? I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, estrogen and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so my wife all of a sudden has this zest for life where like she is just fucking at it. I mean, she, this is a perfect example. I mean, this, this this is so unlike my wife, though. Like, I, we had to go to Montreal to get, I had to get an award. And so, and so I was like, yo, let's go to fucking widespread. I want to go to, I just casually said, I want to go to widespread panic on Sunday. She was like, let's go. I was like, what? She's like, let's go. Let's go from Montreal to Alabama and then go see widespread panic and then we'll fly home. And I was like, huh? I was like, what about the dogs? What about the kids? Like, there was always an excuse. Right. Like, I got the dogs. I got the kids. Your mom's coming in Thursday. I want to make sure the house is clean. I got, you know, there was always something. And then, and then, and then, we get this invite to go to this jazz festival Saturday and Sunday, 
And Leanne's like, yo, let's 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 bounce. Let's go see Mary J. Blige is going to be there. Let's go to the jazz festival. And I'm like, hold on. Like, you want to go to a jazz festival? Like, it's weird as a husband because I was always the one suggesting we should do stuff. And there was a rule. I couldn't suggest things out loud on text without running it by her first because she goes, you're always making me look like the bad guy. Like, because mm-hmm. I'd always be like, yo, let's do this. And then everyone was like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And then Leanne's like, we can't. We have the kids. We have the dogs. We have the this. Your mom's, you know, there was always an excuse. Now, all of a sudden, my wife is like a fucking gets after it. We went to, during the Fully Loaded tour, we had to go take Isla to go look at a college. And we looked at the college. And then one of my favorite bands was playing in Chicago. And I was like, now this is how you are on tour. But you're like, I don't have anything Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday. My show's not until Thursday. I could technically fly into... Chicago, see the band on Wednesday, get the tour bus to meet me there. You're very free on tour. You yeah. can do whatever the fuck you want because all you got to do is get there. So if you want to take the tour bus here, go there, do whatever the fuck you want. But that's not my the way my wife used to be. And then she's like, let's go see Goose. And I was like, what? She goes, let's go see Goose. Let's go to Chicago. Girls, you want to go to Chicago? And all the girls were like, yeah. Stoked. Yeah. And so then we all went to fucking Chicago, went and saw this band. My wife's jamming out. She'd never even heard them. Now my wife found a new band. My wife has not discovered new music. That's like my biggest key to trying to stay young right now is find new music. Like, fuck your morning sun. Find new music. Like, everyone's like, go out and find the sun and do five... 20 do, minutes. 20 minutes of that and then box breathing. No and then sunglasses. Don't touch your phone for the first 20 minutes you're awake. Make sure to have a full glass of water. Yes. All these rules that are on there, I go, fuck it. Discover a band that you never heard of, that you've never heard of, and fall in love with them yeah. because that will bring you more joy than any morning sun's gonna find you. Yo, I've been crushing Pillsbury since I was a kid. You know it's great. You know that little Pillsbury dude is cute as hell. But more importantly, if you want simple recipes and you wanna have a Pillsbury Crescent Roll on your plate for your weeknight dinner rotation, Pillsbury's got you covered, okay? Look, I know for me, I like to have simple, easy recipes that my son's going to love and that he can, you know, kind of enjoy and not overthink. And it's going to have plenty of what he needs, whether I want to do a pepperoni pizza crescent roll or a or a chicken bacon ranch crescent roll, ham and cheese crescent roll. Get some of that delish crescent roll that's classic. I mean, I'm built like a crescent roll. Let's be honest. Have you seen my legs? I digress. But if you go to Pillsbury.com, there's plenty of recipes for that delicious weeknight kind of meal. And it's as easy as fill, roll, bake. Okay, dinner prep in 30 minutes or less. And yeah, I mean, it's picky eater pleasing. And I don't mean to throw shade on my beautiful son, Max, but he's picky. And sometimes it it's a problem. But the reality is when he sees that crescent roll can come out, he knows he's going to have something delicious during the week. And it's going to be quick, easy, and and just really fun. So if you want a quick and easy spin on weeknight recipes, check it out. It's in the dairy aisle. That's right. Find more weeknight dinner recipes at pillsbury.com. So can you give me some advice as a guy with two kids, I have a four and a half year old and a 10 month old. And it's not lost on me that at times where my wife and I will get into it a bit, I'll just, a part of my brain goes, shut up. You have two kids under five. And that is the only explanation for anything that's an issue between you two from now and for probably like the next decade. Like we're so in it, we're so at battle right now. Like in the last seven years, my wife and I like got married, 
bought a house, moved into the house, had two kids, lived in Canada for work for a year, like went through a pandemic. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, we've been we've been through quite a lot. And so a part of me goes like, no, we're not we're not we're not dating right now. We're like, we need to be a unit and raise oh, these damn kids. Right now you guys are in a foxhole. Yes. And you just gotta make sure that when you peek your head up, you don't get shot. Right. And you gotta watch out for each other's back. And this like this period it stinks that you had you waited so long to have the second one because you just extended it by four years. Sure. But like this period is up until they're like at, until they're both until your youngest is probably I'm gonna say fifteen because you got to you got to just it's it's you're a team and you're a team that's not always gonna be on the same page. Like that's the other part is like so like my oldest smoked weed when she was fifteen and I was fucking livid. My parent, I didn't consult my wife on how do we parent this. Ah. I was just parented it the way my dad did. I parented everything the way my dad did. Raise your voice as loud as you can get. Scare the fuck out of everybody. Don't hit anyone, but make sure they know we're serious. Yeah. I didn't realize that I should have just talked to my wife and be like, hey, what do you think we should do about this? I was so angry. Yeah. So angry that my kid, my kid would take away the fucking childhood. Scared too? Like if like is this a preview of more bad to come? Does this gateway? Yeah, scared is what what direction are we going in? You blame everyone else's kid. You don't blame your own kid. Like right. everyone's like, like who who got her high? And then you don't blame your own kid. Like oh my kid probably got I got myself high. <laughs> right. I definitely was like I want to try weed. I was complicit in my yeah. stoning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I was tossing them rocks back. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't. And then I had to go. And I had to work it through it in therapy about like. What you know? How do how do I parent this right? And then, and then even when I learned how to parent it right, my wife wasn't parenting it right. Like we never really like it was just it's like because you're not ready for it. It's almost like two on two basketball, and the other team's been playing like for years, and you guys just met, so you don't have any plays together for the whole up until you're they're like twelve years old. The whole time you're just bounce passing back and forth to each other, like hoping they don't steal the ball. Yeah, because you don't know what the fuck you're doing, and and no one does. And all those fucking, all your older friends, all your older friends that give you advice, they know a little bit more, but they don't know much more. Right. They don't know much more. And and your kids aren't their kids. Fucking, you know many times people have, like, it's crazy. You'll see parents that are so far off the rails. You'll see such bad parents. That's the funnest part about being married is shitting on other parents. Oh, my God. It's gorgeous. Dude, we, I mean, to this day, we trashed a parent last night. Just trashed her. And she's a therapist. They're they're the most fucked up. We do you Ben when you and your lovely wife Claudia, if your child was caught smoking the devil's lettuce, how's your kid? We don't we, we don't, don't have, have kids. Oh. We've been together for eleven years, married for six. So nice. so we've been together what? for all uh, what feet? How big are your feet? They're they I think they're coming off big in the camera. They're like a they're like okay. a thirteen. They look like a they look okay. like a forty six. In this, in, huge. In, in this view, in this, pull your dick out. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. I was wondering. But I then, was wondering at what point during this episode we were going to take off our shirts, but maybe we can do it at the end. But uh, what would you guys do if you caught your kid smoking weed? Uh, in this hypothetical situation where we do have kids, if we raised them right, my hope is that it wouldn't have been in a like. I, I wouldn't be worried that they're going to turn smoking weed into doing something much worse but okay. who knows i, I don't know so you, yeah you don't know that's the thing is that like i would say back in the day i had an answer yeah, yeah you, know? you don't know but, but it's until you have that precious thing yeah that does all the things that you love all the things you love that you never knew you loved 
and then one day you see them because smoking the smoking the weed's not the bad part. It's not, I don't give a fuck about you getting high. I understand that. I'm there. It's the lying, the it's hiding, the deceit. Yeah, yeah. It's the change of the person. Yeah. The change of the person. Snoop is the one that talked, kind of walked me through it, kind of held my hand through it. It's it's that your your child's growing up and they don't need you or they don't want you. They don't need you and want you and. All of a sudden, they're not sitting on your lap anymore, and they don't fucking want to tell you how their day was. They just want to go to the room, and 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 you, we all did it, but it, that's the part that hurts. And so my anger was more at like her growing up. Yeah, we, we had a fight today. We had a fight today. They're not a bad one, but like, you know, me going to her college is kind of problematic because. Uh, and she goes to Yale, right? She goes to Yale, yeah. Right. And so she doesn't want. She doesn't want. She doesn't want people knowing who she is. Fair. She has, she doesn't want people knowing that I'm her father, and then that's who that, how they care about Do you want me to her. cut out the Yale part? Let's cut that no, out. No, keep it out. Keep it in. <laughs> keep, keep it in? in. Yeah. Because sure? yeah, like, yeah. you're literally talking about it. She <laughs> doesn't want people to know. Yeah. Did she go to the top five Ivy yeah. League school in New Haven, Connecticut? <laughs> so you know it's not Yale, right? It's not Yale? I just Yale? mailed that up. I just made that up. <laughs> it's Georgetown. So she... <laughs> Is it? No, it's not. I'm never going to tell anyone like, where she goes to school. A girl named Georgia going to Georgetown? <laughs> Georgia down. <laughs> she's at DeVry. So, so. She's in the University of Phoenix. Okay, good, 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 good. University good, good. of Phoenix? That's the new DeVry? So, so, so um, she's finishing med school, and she said, <laughs> she said to me, the very first time we went up there, it was problematic. We were dropping off for school, and just kids saw me, and then they'd be like, oh, shit, you're that, Georgia. And then changes everything no one treats her like a regular person they treat her like something that she's isn't she's like you know like and it just changed everything so when parent weekend came around that year she was like not really certain she wanted me to go because she didn't want me to like blow up her spot yeah and so and i understood and even during drop off me and isla kind of dipped out and we did all the errands like ran to target and brought stuff back and i didn't really hang out in the dorm i didn't like go to i saw her room but i didn't like like leanne was in her room and in and out like doing everything yeah so this year, we were talking about parents weekend, and I just, I just book shit. I was like, I'm not gonna fucking, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ask to go. I'm gonna put it so that, she, so that I, so that it's easy decision for her. Mm. And then I guess she said to Leanne, like, Dad's not going to parents weekend. And Leanne's like, You clearly don't want him at your school. She's like, well, That's not what I said. And Leanne's like, Well, that's definitely what he heard. So we booked stuff. And then she was like, Well, that kind of hurts my feelings. And Leanne's, Leanne's like, Well, hold on, you were pretty certainly clear to him you didn't like him around because it. Changed the way. And she goes, that's when I was a freshman. Things might be getting different. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel. So today I said to her, let me know. I'll, ch- I'll move a date. Let me know. And then immediately said, and I said that she, it, got, it got contentious. And like, yeah. no, don't move a date. And I was like, no, no. She said, do what you want to do. And I was like, motherfucker. Oh. Like, we fight we fight because we're the same person. We fight like we're the exact same person back and forth. It's like fighting in a mirror. I just had my first fight with my son at four and a half. Or like my first moment of like, this needs to be disciplined because... We don't let him watch YouTube. He loves YouTube. He loves Dude Perfect. He loves Ryan's Toys. He loves oh. YouTube. But there's no level of um, standards and practices for YouTube. Right? Oh, no. Right? Especially, and there's so much kid shit. But even as small, a nuancing of, like, the kids are inherently whiny because no one's checking it. So we say, like, you can watch kids Netflix or you can watch, kid, like, PBS Kids. Because yeah. we just know it's been screened It's safe. So he, but somehow it always comes on. I just go, Max, turn off YouTube. It's not a thing. And then the other day on Sunday, I was like, Max, turn off YouTube. And he goes, I just turned it on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, time out, go in your room, time out. 
And he was like, what? And my wife comes out and she has heard this now and she would love to be like, calm down, Josh. And he goes, what? She goes, what happened? I said, he said, I just turned it on, dude. <laughs> and she goes, time out now. Like she, her echoing me, I was like, I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is good. And he was like, right upstairs, four minutes, time out in the corner. You know, one of my favorite parenting stories is by Jason Nash. His, have you ever heard the story? Uh, no. So his ex-wife comes down and she's like, you need to talk to, to Wyatt. He just said, fuck it to me. And Jason was like, what do you mean? She's like, well, he needs to be putting a timeout. So Jason went up and said, Wyatt, mom said you said fuck it. And he goes, yeah, I did. And he goes, well, how did you say it? <laughs> he goes, what do you mean? And Jason's like, well, I mean, if like you were doing like Legos and it just got too complicated and you're like, ah, fuck it. And that's okay. Because <laughs> I've been there, buddy. <laughs> but if you like, we're like, hey, <laughs> it was just the way like Jason's uh -huh. rationale. Jason's been such an interesting to like watch parent because he is still such a child. Yes. And I am such a fucking child. Yeah. But like that mentality of like, if you were doing Legos and you're like, ah, fuck it. Like it just made me laugh so hard. So true. The YouTube thing is is tricky because you you really it's impossible to parent that and you don't know what they're getting right like i remember isla was into she's gonna lose her shit if she hears this mm. but she was in, she's always been into anime mm. and then one time we're in the car and i was like what i'm you cutting watch? that out for her sake <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome isla <laughs> and i go i go what are you watching and she goes ah, i don't know this is weird anime it is fucking hensha porn <laughs> and i'm like oh, what the fuck isla <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that ben <gasps> no but i've heard of it it's extreme. For anyone who doesn't know, it's like the most extreme graphic but animated porn of people getting <laughs> really I mean, horrific really shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what do you think of Matt Reif? I love him. Love him, right? Oh, yeah, of course. He's fucking crushing. Yeah. Does what, uh, Can you comprehend that? Because I also love... No, I can't. You talk about how, like, you always say, like, thank God I got famous later. Because yeah. you had to develop as a human. Because you said, like, if I got famous in my 30s, I might have just been a gigantic asshole. Like, I would have been... I would have been I, I know how I feel about myself now, mm. and I understand that that's not accurate. Like, like as you believe, you start to believe your own hype at some part. There's a part of when you start getting famous or successful where you want to tell everyone that didn't believe in you to go fuck off. Mm. There's a, That's the definite part. But when you're old enough, you realize they were right for a very long time. <laughs> so you're like, you don't tell anyone to fuck off. You're just like, thank you. Yeah. Just thank you. Like people I thought that I just thought hated me. I realized never hated me. They just didn't see it. And I was like, and I had to show it to them. Yeah, I I mean, Matt's, I, I will say this about Matt. He's, he's, he's got an interesting road ahead of him. Like, there's a lot of opportunities open for him. First of all, he's extremely fucking talented. Mm. And he's also got himself here. Like, that's the other thing people need to remember. I'm not going to say other names, but a lot of the times the people that popped or blew up, they got popped or blew up because they got cast in something. Sure. And then all of a sudden they, they popped because... They were the right fit for that that puzzle piece, and then they got ahead of themselves and thought, "Oh, I'm the right fit for that puzzle piece, so I fit in everyone's puzzle." And so then they then they're like, "I'm the fucking man," mm. and then and then they got and that's the assholes. That's who no one likes. I, I'll say his name, but I'm not going to say it out loud. But but like, there's a bunch of those. There's a bunch of those that like, and then you get yeah. like, and then like Matt Rife got himself here. Like everyone everyone needs to forget that everyone needs to forget thinking that. This happened on accident. This right. didn't happen on accident. He put the work in. He grew the fan base. He did the fucking TikToks. 
He did the material. He's been doing stand-up for a very long time. He's he worked with Ralphie May on the road. Wow. I mean, he's been doing the work, and he got himself here. It's a big difference between getting yourself to the party and being invited by the people that threw the party. And that's, I mean, that's what I think, that's why I think Matt's going to be an interesting road to follow. Because when, because those people, when they get put into movies or put into television shows, they kind of already know what they want a little bit. Is there a part, I remember I was, as we have to be ambiguous during, during the current strike, but I remember I was working on something that was really, you know, a, a big moment for me a few years ago. And I randomly had a phone call with Mr. Beast. Dude, I... Just fell in love with Mr. Beast last night. Dude, he's going to be the first YouTube. He billion. needs. He he's, needs to stop sending me candy bars, though. Like I was losing weight. Oh I was not on that mailing I was list. losing weight at a rapid <laughs> clip. No. And I'm telling you, I'm averaging one to two bars of the peanut butter every night because he sent me 600 They're chocolate so bars. What am I supposed to do? He sent me a s'mores kit. I'm not going to use the s'mores kit. So I. He's great, but I just. He, they need to remove me. I'm getting. I'm gaining too much well, weight. It, it's when I was working with Jason a lot and David Dobrik on YouTube and I'd been doing social media like exclusively for years and then I got like back into doing traditional stuff and I'm up in Canada doing this thing for nine months and we're chatting. And I was like, yeah, I'm working on this thing. I'm excited. And he goes, oh yeah. He's like, but that's going to take you to YouTube for like nine months. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, why would you do that? And it's so nuts for me because I come from that world of like, no, no, like, I do YouTube to do the thing that I love, right? Yeah. Like this is the destination. And for him, he was like, oh, that's, that's ancient. Like, why would you care? And so to your point, it's like for someone like Matt Reif, he might never have to get the show. He may never. Dave Chappelle doesn't do movies. There's a lot, by the way, you know, there's, I, ha I mean, you're in the, you're in a different, I don't know how to, I don't know, I, don't, I hope I'm not shading anybody, but you're in a different category than everyone else because you are extremely talented. <laughs> and so like, so like, I'm not saying that Matt Reif isn't talented. I'm not saying that I'm not talented or Jason Nash isn't talented. But what I'm saying is we have found a lane that's working and selling tickets for us and, and doing the things. Like I love doing the podcasts. I love doing my podcast. I love doing my cooking show. I love doing, I love that it's autonomous. I love that, you know, it's, I, I don't love that it during the strike, I still have an income because it, I feel I, all I think about during this strike is, and I don't want to talk, I don't know anything about anything. I'm almost not going to talk about the strike, but like, sure. I just think of all the people that aren't working and that's all I can obsess about because I'm a dad. Totally. I just think of like all the moms and dads that aren't working that are stressed out. That's all I think. I've been through when it's identical to me as when the pandemic hit and this sounds, I, I hope this is, people understand, but like when the pandemic hit, I panicked because I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to pay for things? That panic, I know that panic. I remember that panic is irrational and you start and it's just not a cool thing to live with. And so that's all I think about during this strike. Totally. I'm very grateful that because of that panic that hit during the strike, during the pandemic, I created avenues to make sure that I never had that panic again. Yes. Started two bears, brought back something's burning. You know, like I just was like, I'm not going to be, I don't, I, I can't put myself through that because mm -hmm. it fucked me up. You're not, it's hard to be creative during that panic. It's a lot of things that suck about that panic. But you're different. You're so fucking talented in so many levels that like that maybe that is the thing to get you there. Maybe that's that maybe that's your lane. Mr. Beast, his name's Jimmy, right? Yeah, Jimmy. I have a hard time calling him Mr. Beast. <laughs> Everyone's talked about him for fucking ever. Just uh, call me Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> call me the machine. Yeah. <laughs> Rogan brings up Mr. Beast to me the other night. Brought him up. Do you know Jimmy? I said, No. He goes, You gotta meet him, man. I said, Really? And he goes, dude, he's fucking Awesome. I and you cool. and Rogan were chilling the other yeah, night? Yeah. So you and Rogan are cool. Yeah. Wasn't there like a rumor? No. 
There's no rumor we're cutting that out. No, Never no, no, mind. no, no, no. Keep it in. What rumor? There's certainly, there was some rumor on some comedy podcast that you guys were beefing a little. Was it Theo Vaughn and Might Mark Norman? It, that's exactly that's who Joe it was. Joe List. That's who they're talking about? Joe fucking List. Tell them to get their shit together. They got to get their shit together, that's Joe someone List. Someone else told me that. They're like, yo, you and Joe aren't cool anymore? And I was like, no, we're, I, I was with him the other night. I was literally with him the other night and his wife. We, like, yeah, everyone can go suck my dick. <laughs> okay, All the comedy sleuths need to stop. There's also a clip of- That's bullshit, comedy sleuths. We are clipping this. Yeah. So that it's a oh, oh, by the way, clip this, comedy sleuths. <laughs> yeah. Comedy sleuths. There's a clip of Joe talking about a friend who was so drunk it made him depressed, and he couldn't look at alcohol the same way, and he feels bad for that friend. The guy was incoherent. That's not fucking me, okay? <laughs> yeah. Joe's never bit his tongue about talking about my drinking. Yes. If, if, if it was me, he would have said, Bert was so drunk, it's someone else. And by the way, the minute that happened with that friend, Joe called me immediately and was like, dude, what's up with dot, dot, dot? We should talk. Yes. But like that, Connie Sleuth, it does good for numbers because, you know, it's like the things that do well is buzz clips or, or what is it? Not buzz clips, but uh, clickbait. Clickbait and to lead someone on like I was telling let me tell you about this one guy I wasn't gonna say his name and then everyone gets to guess who he is in the comments it's fucking shit no Joe Rogan and I are totally fine so he was telling you about Mr. Beast oh yeah yeah he was telling me about Jimmy not Carter everybody Jimmy <laughs> fucking I, by the way I'm talking to the pe them I'm just as bad as they are <laughs> <laughs> I, I follow the gossip just like everyone else. I'm, so not, I'm the same. I'm not it. any fucking different. So um, the uh, <laughs> it's so funny. That's why when I walked in, everyone's like, "Bro, Bert's here." <laughs> I was like, "What's up, buddy?" And they're yeah. like, "Oh, you guys are." It's fucking so crazy. I gotta wow. fucking call Mark Norman and Theo. Yeah, you gotta go go tell him what's going on. So um, oh shit, <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro, you're too ready to show up on the corner like that. <laughs> that was our, our producer Marshall just Jesus jumped scared. Very fuck. You're you're so bright, like your hair, your outfit, everything about you is so. Stand in front of the camera so everyone can see what we're talking about. <laughs> so Marshall's so handsome. Shout out Marshall. So uh, so I was talking. He was like, "You haven't met Mr. Beast," and I said, "No." Casey Neistat said that to me. You haven't Mr. met Mr. Beast, and I was like, "No." He's like, "Got to meet Jimmy." Yeah. He's like, "Insane." So then last night, I get sent these Mr. Beast bars. Right? Yeah. I'm on a fast. I do like I think I did a video like thanking him or whatever. I get on my phone, and Mr. Beast, I like the fucking phone knows, shows up. Seven days on a raft, and I immediately go, that's content I'm here for. Yeah. And I watched it, and then I started to watch all his videos. Yeah. I will say this. I've made this offer to Saturday Night Live. This is an open offer. I'll forego my tour. I'll cancel the entire tour, and I'll do season. I'll do this whole season for whatever you, they pay. lowest. Whatever they pay the lowest people, I'll yeah. pay it. I'm good. I'll be, I don't even, need, I'll just be a feature player. I don't need to be like the star. I'd like to work my way up, but I would love to do a season of Saturday Night Live. Like yeah. just as like for an experience, like almost like a fantasy camp. Yeah. And I'm pretty funny and I'm pretty good. I think I could help, you know, but I would love that. I love that. I think that's just, I think that would be a cool thing. I don't, I'm not certain about guest hosting. I think the nerves on that would be way too much, but it would be cool to have that experience of Spade and Norm MacDonald and Farley and Sandler and all those guys had. It would be cool to like, see that yeah be it, at 30 rock in the writer's room at 
it's a it's Friday a shorthand night. that those guys have all experienced that have always had. I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm not saying I'm jealous. I'm saying like. Although I, I probably am a little, but it would be cool to have experienced that once. Yeah. Like the fact that Mulaney would go there and to get a haircut, like just that world would be neat to dip your toe into to see what it's like. Yes. As a 50 year old man, I'd fucking love that. I'll say that again to Mr. Beast. Yo, I'll fucking, I'll fucking stop all podcasts, come out to North Carolina and live with you for fucking five months. Wow. It was, but his ideas are good fucking ideas yeah. that I look at and I immediately connect to. He's YouTube Rain Man. He really is doing like cool shit. He's where I go, where I go, that is fucking fascinating. Like I, I was on a, I was on a deep dive all last, not last night. No, granted, I'm sober, so I'm like, I do have the attention span of a 14 year old. I'm like <laughs> scrolling and scrolling, and I'm like, he really does know what the fuck he's doing. Like he's, it's cool, and these and these have 54 million views. I literally thought to myself. What? Because I have ideas that I wanted to pitch as TV shows. I go, what if I just did them? I was like, do I have enough money to just do them? He once live streamed himself counting to 10,000. <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> He's a fucking genius. And he you makes so much money. Feastables made $250 million last year. The candy bars. Wait, I know. Hold on. Mr. Beast counted to 12. <laughs> 10,000. It might have been more. It took over it took over 12 hours. So when I first I you can find the video online. When I first got on Twitter, I said if you sign up, if you add me, I'm going to write a song and put your name in it. Mm. Thinking it'd be like 100. And it was like 3,000. So I sang, I played the guitar and sang for 3,000 names. Just Jimmy McCaffrey and just kept playing this, and it was like fucking ridiculous. Can we find those out there? Doubt it. There's a lot of things I did that are really fucking hilarious. Yeah. That are just gone. Like, you know, it's funny. I think people only know me as who I am today, but there's a part of my work that was really inspired back when I was younger, where it was like fun with no boss, no audience. Like, you, you've seen my What Will the Maid Think? No. So I used to leave the hotel rooms and like really crazy ways and then leave a big tip so that the whole premise was, you know, I wonder what the maid will think. And so let me see if I can find one for you. Yeah. But I, I used to do that and I, there was no audience for it. I wasn't like putting it on social media or I was putting it on Twitter at the time. You got to Google it. It's pretty fucking awesome. I can't find it right now. Well, hang on. I can just type this. Oh. The fuck? Oh, look at that. So like I used to leave the room like this. Yeah, with like a crazy yeah, like I used to blow up doll in the just, back. Or no, that was that was the lamp. Oh, it was the lamp. Okay. Yeah. Or like uh, bed sheets, like you're climbing out yeah. from the so second floor motel. And then, and then there were these like these other things I did that were like, what was the one I was just thinking of? Not the ring, but like like just I just had fun. I really had fun. Like as if I wasn't trying to brand it or do anything. And I and then right before I kind of popped, I had like five TV shows I was pitching. That were really fun. Mm. Like one was called Moat Crashers. You know, like bath crashers and house crash, like yard crashers. Yeah. Mine was I want to build a moat around someone's house. Like every man's house is his castle. Every castle deserves a moat. You go into and I pitched it to like networks, and they were like, "That's the fucking dumbest idea in the world." Now I wonder if I could build a moat around someone's house and just go like, "Hey guys," and like host it, host it, and be like, "It's Bert Kreischer." Welcome to Moat Crashers. Every man's house is his castle. Every castle deserves a moat. We got Jim here, Jim. You said you'd have a moat. And he's like, fuck it. And he's like, let's build him a fucking moat. And then you build a moat around a dude's house. And you bring in like, and you pay for it. I did one, I had one called Blind Design, where we have a blind guy design your house. 
and we just design it your whole house. One was called Bathrooms, 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 where we turn every room into your house into a bathroom. Not great for you living there, the homeowner. Fair. But if you're in the shop, if you're in the market for a bathroom, that's your fucking show. I I go to sleep every night watching House Hunters, International, so or good. Domestic. I could I could see myself falling asleep to Bro, bathroom, all, bathroom, bathroom. All I had were these fucking shows. Yes. I had one. Can I kidnap your child? Where I go? Here we go. Yeah. You get a four year old, right? Yeah. Yeah. Take him to day school, preschool. Well. Can I kidnap your child? Baby hostage. Yeah, no. The whole point is you can't change. It works better with a 10-year-old, but you can't change anything about your family or your routine. Yes. And then I see, can I kidnap your child? Now, if I kidnap your child, don't worry. He's going to Disney World with Grandma. Yeah. He's going to have a great weekend. The real That's when the game begins. Can you secure <laughs> the fucking bag? Can you go to the bank, get $2.5 million out? Do you do the drop? Do you call the cops? Because if you can properly get back your child, you get to keep the fucking prize money of $2.5 million. Oh, I thought you were going to say keep the kid. And keep the kid. And <laughs> keep the kid. Sponsored by BetterHelp. Yeah. Because <laughs> the kid's going to need that. Dude, dude, I'm telling you right now, there was like so many ideas I had. No, I'll tell you the best one I have, I'm holding on. I'm not even going to say out loud because I still want to do it. But like I had like crazy ideas. And then I, like one was Something's Burning. That was a pitch I had yeah. to Food Network. I sat down and I said, I want to do a show called Something's Burning. And they're like, well, I love the name. What is it? And I said, just a cooking show. And they're like, you can cook? And I was like, not really. And they're like, well, wait, what is it? And I just go, I get fucked up with comics. Yeah. And we just talk shit. And they're like, why would anyone watch that? And I was like, I don't know. This thing would be good. And they're like, yeah, I don't I don't know why that. I go, Com comics are funny and we're good on podcasts and we can fucking. Good with an activity. We're good, yeah, we're good with an activity and we can all make fun of each other and it'll be funny. And they're like, yeah, I don't see it. They've tried to buy it twice. Now. Oh, I, now oh I'm sure. Since. And so I, I had one called, uh, what was it? What is it? What, say a word for old people. Geriatrics. No. Seniors. No. Fucks. Uh, Associations. It was basically it was, for older uh, no, people. Geriatric uh, senior citizens. Indentured adventures. Dentured adventures. Dentured adventures. <laughs> so people with dentures, and I take them out. I go to an old person's home, and I say, "Guys, maybe six good months. What do we want to do? What do we want to do? I'm filling dreams. You name it, we do it today as a team. You choose to do it. If you don't want to do it, someone's like, I've always wanted to ride a horse. I go, let's go horseback riding. Like make you a wish a bunch for of old people. people What's like that? make a wish for old people, except they're not. Yeah, make a wish. Make it's a like, wish. Who wants to go skydiving? Let's go fucking skydiving. Yeah. And like, and like, I pitched these all to travel. To, I picked one called Black versus White, where it was like it was me and Warren Sapp, and by the way, he was in. And we go in and we go churches. Who's better at churches, black people or white people? And so, but what the thing is, me and Warren are teams. We're friends. So we go in and we see an Asian church. We see a gay and lesbian church. We see a fucking Protestant church, a Catholic church. We go see all the different churches. And then in front of a mixed sermon, a, mi a mixed congregation, we deliver our sermons, me and him. So it's basically it's not black people versus white people, it's Warren versus Bird, but we name it black versus white because you get the fucking views. I had so many fucking stupid ideas that I was like, Mr. Beast, I'd love to fucking sit with him for a month. I'll just take a month. Wow. Where I just move in and I go, hey, uh, let me just be a part of your think tank. Because that, that's the shit that inspires me is like coming up with stupid fucking ideas and then Mr. Beast going, let's live on a raft. I'd live on a fucking raft in the middle of the ocean for a week. Are you shitting me? Are you fucking kidding me? That guy's, that guy's badass. I just uh, deep dove him last. So funny. I just deep dove him last night. Bert Kreischer, what an honor. Subscribe. Do the things, Ben. What's what's our final point? Find this everywhere. Bert, it was unbelievable to have you. This episode is no less than five stars. If you give it anything less, honestly, you're probably anti-Semitic and you shouldn't be listening anyways. Five stars. I agree with Spotify, that. iTunes, Stitcher. We don't know, honestly, all the places. It's anywhere that you can find it. YouTube, YouTube, 
courtesy of uh, Two Bears, One Cave. Two Bears, One Cave is my podcast. I got a podcast called Birdcast. I got a cooking call show, show called Something's Burning. I can promote my special because that's not in the union, correct? No, 100% it is. No. Anything <laughs> Netflix is. Yeah. Okay. Edit that out. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I'd like to promote my <laughs> cooking show, like Something's to... <laughs> Burning, my podcast, Birdcast, and my other show with my buddy, Tom Segura. <laughs> Two Bears, One Cave, and that's it. I got nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.